Thanks to Sana Skin Studio for supporting the No podcast. Sana is a skin studio that is shifting the relationship with your skin and your products through goal-driven facials, real guidance, and clean skincare. Stay tuned for our promo code so you can receive $25 off of your first facial at Sana Skin Studio. Welcome to the No Podcast with me, Nikki Spo. Tap, 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 tap. What is up, Light Beams? You are listening to The Know Where It's Not About Knowing Everything. It's about coming to know ourselves. I'm your hostess, Nikki Spo, and I want to make sure that you are subscribed to the show. So take a moment, check that you are, and if not, tap, tap, tap that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. So throughout the years and with my experience hearing the ins and outs of professional sports, I got to witness the importance of sports psychology and the value that having a professional in that realm can bring to professionals and semi-pros in the field. I think that mental health as it pertains to the world of sports has come a long way, which we have seen more and more athletes come out and open up about their mental health care, which has been a stepping stone into destigmatizing the subject among this unique demographic. Which is why when I initially learned about the work that today's guest, Daphne Faldi is doing, I became really intrigued. Not only as a person who has had a window into pro sports for 16 plus years, but as a coach and educator myself, and now as a mother of children who may or may not wind up playing sports. So Daphne Faldi is a longtime educator, most recently as director of admissions at Shore County Day School in Beverly, Massachusetts. She competed at the Division I level at Harvard University, captaining both the women's lacrosse and field hockey teams and earning her BS degree in anthropology. Daphne has coached high school and middle school girls lacrosse for over 15 years. While still a college athlete, Daphne lost her closest friend, a lacrosse player at Dartmouth to suicide. She has now devoted her life's work to helping student athletes and their families with mental health and college counseling support. I am honored to have this important conversation with Daphne Faldi today. Let's get started. Daphne Faldi, thank you so much for taking the time to be here on my show today. I'm so grateful that our mutual friend introduced us and that we get to talk about all things mental health related um, as it pertains to athletes, but in life in general. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I feel honored to have a platform to share uh, something that's super important to me. And I thank you for having me. I know that you started off as a division one athlete at Harvard with women's lacrosse and field hockey. So can you, let's start off with some backstory here. Can you share with us how your experiences as a division one athlete and captain, not just a player, you were the captain of both the women's lacrosse and field hockey teams at Harvard have influenced your approach to what you're doing today? Yes, absolutely. When uh, Harvard was a dream. I felt so honored to be able to attend Harvard and to play field hockey and lacrosse. Uh, I would say college was hard for me. Academics were hard for me. I'm dyslexic. And so the academic challenges were tough. And for me, my release, my where I found my joy and my confidence was on the field. So for me, the second I stepped on the field, it was like my deep breath where I could be my authentic self and just shine. And so for me, that was really important uh, to have both the academics and the outlet of sports. And I believe wholeheartedly in why we play sports is to have fun. 
and to establish friendships and relationships uh, on and off the field. You know, I really appreciate you saying that you are dyslexic. Um, I am not diagnosed as dyslexic, but I think that I am just based on some, like how long it takes me to read and like little things that I do with words and how I pronounce things, you know, which is, is wild because this is what I do for a living, right? Like I, I speak, right, for a living. But I've noticed that in myself and I, and I appreciate you saying that and acknowledging that academics was hard for you. I think when you hear that somebody's gone to Harvard, you just assume that like that being smart or have, having access to a school like Harvard just means that this comes naturally and easy. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, you're so smart. You went to Harvard. And when people say that, it's a trigger uh, to be super with you because traditionally I'm not a smart person. Academics are so hard for me. And so I had to really develop a lot of tools in my tool belt to help me academically get through four years there. So for me, college was hard. You know, for many people, college is their fun, best four years. For me, college was hard. Like one of my biggest insecurities is that I'm not intelligent. I'm right there with you. So yep. like I've gone through my whole life. I'm like, you know, obviously I was a professional dancer and I can't, I'm really excited because I can relate to a lot of what you're saying about like the extracurricular for me, like when that was dance. And I do believe that dance is a sport. Like I, that was my deep breath, right? Like if every, if my life was hard in X, Y, Z manner, dance and competitive cheerleading and competitive gymnastics, those were my outlets. That's where I got to be my most authentic self. But I'm thinking like, okay, so this is where my value is. This is what I bring to the table in being talented and skilled in this area. There was like a high pressure placed on me personally on like, you got to be beautiful. You should put your best face forward, not just your best foot forward. There wasn't a lot of motivation to study and do well in that regard. And so growing up into the adult that I am today, I came to realize, oh, holy shit, I'm really insecure about whether or not I'm intelligent, which objectively Daphne I know that I'm intelligent like I like I can consciously objectively observe that I am an intelligent human being with with also like a lot of street smarts you know but for what it's worth it is a deep seated insecurity that I have for me I can express my thoughts much more easily verbally than I can writing it down so grammarly is like the greatest savior in my life spelling and you know getting my thoughts on paper has always been a challenge for me and so i am so thankful for technology and the ability to be able to help me and so many others audiobooks i mean if i had had audiobooks my lord i was told i had to read the iliad and the odyssey in one week it's like okay that's oh, like not never i never. could never that was my first assignment at harvard i read so slow <laughs> I was like, this is not going to go well. Audiobooks and Grammarly and voice to text and all of those tools. I am so thankful that uh, we all have those now because I hope that other um, kids as they grow up that they don't feel, and I hate to even use the word, dumb because they can't read as fast as others in the class. Um, so I, I'm very appreciative of that. And for me, sports were my savior for getting through the really hard academic challenges. So let's talk about your journey from college athlete to director of admissions at Shore County Day School. I went to Harvard and um, 
the summer between my sophomore and junior year, uh, my best friend who I had met my first day of kindergarten and played sports with her from kindergarten through high school. Uh, she was at Dartmouth. She was playing three varsity sports and she committed suicide that summer. And my world in my eyes came to an end. I didn't know how to move forward. I didn't know where to go from there. Uh, she literally had been my best friend since I was five. And it was really the first very public suicide. Uh, Sports Illustrated wrote an article and it just shocked the athletic community. And to be honest, I was very aware of a lot of challenges that she was experiencing, but I had it never occurred to me that somebody would that that what she was going through, the pressure she was feeling, and she said, but she was tired. She was tired. And so for me, I had to figure out how to move forward. And she was an integral part of my family. I mean, she spent Christmas with us. She spent vacations with us. So it was my family figuring out how do we move forward. So for me, that changed everything. It changed how I viewed sports. I had to figure out how to get back on the field, which I've just said was my release. Now, it was just daunting and scary and incredibly challenging. And and I think it was challenging for, I have incredible friends. I have my roommates I lived with for three years, and they were trying to help me. My teammates were trying to help me, but I didn't know how to accept help because I didn't know what I needed. That absolutely 100% changed my life. It changed how I view sports. It changed how I was going to move forward in my life. And so I feel that I do believe everything happens for a reason. And so I knew I needed to become an advocate and support what is most passionate to me, which is supporting the mental health of athletes, whether in high school or college. And I'm a mother of three boys. I have one son in college, one a senior in high school, and one a freshman in high school. And so I see it as a mom. I put my mom hat on and I want to support them and empower them and I knew that this is what I needed to do. I also would say one of my nieces lost her best friend 27 years after I lost my best friend. And I realized that we really, I think we've come a long way in terms of awareness. And I feel like we're talking about mental health, obviously significantly more than we were when I lost my friend, but I still, I feel like we haven't hit the next step of offering 
tangible tools and support. So I feel like we've made the first step, which I'm really proud of, which is we're talking about it and we're talking about it at all levels, which, you know, from professional athletes to college athletes to, you know, we're talking about it in school age children. It's one thing to talk about it, but it's another thing to take the next step to offer tools to support. First, I want to take a, take a moment to acknowledge your vulnerability and what you went through. You know, I'm, I'm so, so very sorry for your loss. And I was getting really emotional just listening to it because I don't, I just can feel, I can feel what that must have been like for you and <laughs> for the community with which you grew up in and your, your teammates and the people that you knew in your family. And um, I'm so deeply sorry for your loss. And I, you know, it doesn't, I don't know that it matters how many years ago it was. It's a very good point. You know, it's not like it just disappears. Like that event doesn't disappear from your life. And I think people, I think people think like, okay, well that was many, many years ago. Like, and you're doing this work now. So you must be like totally over it and must, you know, and, and you can have done the work and you can have gotten over it or whatever, like whatever that even means. But it doesn't take away the fact that it happened to you <laughs> and that it shook your world when it did. It, yeah. I mean, I think about it every day. You know, what I would give for her to have the ability to meet my children, you know, meet my husband, all of those very important people or events in my life. I think about it all the time. And, and so I want to take what I've learned by the feelings that I've had to work through and help empower and support others. I've had a, a window into professional sports for over 16 years, right? And I've seen how people and professionals can bring in resources to help professional athletes, right? With sports psychologists, which I think do something very different than what like mental health supporters do, right? Sports psychologists, I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, will talk about like the psychology of being an athlete, like the psychology of going out and performing and being all of these things, right? Where maybe a mental health professional in a different capacity can come in and actually provide these athletes with the resources and the tools that they're needing to get through the things, not just like the psychology of the sport itself, but the actual tools and their day-to-day -day and support them with what they're going on, what they have going on in their personal lives. And, you know, obviously like I've, I've had a very close window into like how being a professional athlete or being a professional in the sports world affects home lives and the inner, the inner being of a person. Right. And it's a lot. It's a lot for a lot of people. And like, I'm not saying any one person, I'm saying for, it can be a lot for a lot of people. And these pressures start at, his, at a young age. So I wanna talk at some point in our conversation, I wanna talk about like from the top down, like pro sports, right? We're seeing, you know, famous professional athletes coming out and saying like, I've struggled with mental health, which is so important, right? It's so important because then it starts from the top and it can come down where we can say, okay, well, where did, where did we miss the mark? Like, how can we have, have supported this individual at a younger age? And then, you know, we, we start to backtrack it and bring it into high school, middle school, grade school, you know, and, and into our child rearing. I would say an example of that, um, Kevin Love's interview about his panic attack. I shared that with a college athlete that had experienced a panic attack 
but didn't know how to articulate what they had gone through. And then once the athlete saw that interview, it was that aha moment. Oh, I went, that's exactly how I felt. I thought I was dying of a heart attack. I, you know, I think being able to see our role models, realize that they are human. They experience what you as a college athlete may be experiencing. And I think the pressure on college athletes right now, it's astronomical. I believe that we have club sports and club sports is you pay and your child gets to play. And it is so hard to get into college that people view sports as their meal ticket to get into college. So families are investing all of the money they may have or not even have in club sports so that their child can be at the top of their game so that they can get into college. So the family has put this as their focus. Everything we do, every weekend we spend, every evening we're taking you to practices, we're taking you to have individual sessions, we're going to make you the best you can be so you can get into the best college you can get into. And then when you get to college, these young kids are being dropped at college and then what? They're alone for the first time. They they know that their family has put everything they have into getting them there and now they better perform. They better be the best that they can be. And now they're in a team where everybody there is the best. And so who is there to support these athletes? Who is there to help them advocate for themselves when they failed a test and they were late to practice so they didn't get lunch and they're completely exhausted because they stayed up all night studying for this test and then they go to practice and they can't perform and they're getting yelled at by their coach. How are they supposed to handle that? And so for me, I think giving, building a community to support these athletes. So I believe very, I think it's really important the sense of belonging uh, is critical in terms of feeling supported. And so your sense That's of- why this show exists, by the way. Like yes. it's to create a sense of community. Yes. Like absolutely. The sense of belonging is so important to your point. So you're not feeling like you're on this journey alone. Right. And of course. You're feeling the pressure like, I want to make my parents proud and I better get on this field and perform and I better be my best, the best that I can be because I'm the best on my high school team. So I better be the best on my college team. And that is a really tough transition in realization. So what I am hoping is that we can build you, these athletes have their teams, so they have that community and they have their college and university, which is another community. Well, what I want to build is an additional community of other athletes from across the country that are going through something similar where you can talk and find support, where you can be your authentic self because you can say, I tweaked my hamstring in practice and I just lost my starting position to my roommate. And now, how am I supposed to Right? Like, you can't bitch to your teammates. Right. 
And you don't want to call your parents because you don't want your parents to think, oh my gosh, we did all of this to get you there and now you're not playing. You know, so giving these sense, the sense of belonging is so important, I believe, in in the ups and downs of life because it's going to happen. The ups and downs are going to happen. And so let's build a community to support uh, athletes in that. This conversation is so good, but before we keep going, I want to take a minute to thank our sponsors, Sauna Skin Studio. The best way for me to describe sauna is that it feels like coming home. Unlike traditional facials, sauna's facials are rooted in education, and I love this so much. Every experience I've had at sauna has been a chance to learn more about my skin and its needs. I love that the facials are effective while also being accessible enough to be a monthly ritual rather than a yearly splurge. I'm honored to be able to provide our audience with a promo code. Use the code THENOGLOW for $25 off of your first facial at Sana when booking via sanaskinstudio.com. Let's take a moment and talk about the, the great things that team sports can do for children, especially young children. Absolutely. Uh, to me, you know, I am such a believer of the importance of moving your body. Uh, I think that is number one. So, you know, if uh, kids are in school all day and there's a lot of sitting, to be able to look forward to getting outside, moving your body, uh, number one, that's critical. I would also say the friendships are without a doubt the most important thing. And I say it all the time to my children, why do we play sports? And we play sports to have fun. It should be fun. It really, really should. And when I think back on my time playing sports, I truly, much to my father's chagrin, I don't remember wins and losses at all. I really don't. I don't remember any of them. But I remember the song we would listen to walking out to the field all of those moments of laughter and the relationships. And that to me is why you do it. For people, it's important to have those different outlets. And and to me, sports are amazing at bringing people together. I think there's a message in team sports, especially as you get older and older and you get closer to a professional level that a lot of it is a sacrifice. yeah, and I think that that it's a very old school way of thinking. Um, in general, I think that women we feel that a lot. Like, how do we make our families work? We make we make sacrifices, and and men too. Like, how do we make our family work and provide for our families? Well, we have to make sacrifices. Everything is so like sacrifice driven, and I think it's really refreshing to come back to the idea that this should ultimately be fun and even on a professional level. Obviously, we know that it's the wins and the losses, and this is like a billion dollar business, right? Professional sports. Like you get paid to win. You get literally get paid to win. You have to win or your job is on the chopping block. It's a very stressful way to live. Um, But ultimately, like what, what does it come down to is like making sure that you retain the magic of it and like the fun of it and the, where do I feel most awesome in doing this? And I don't know and I'm not a professional sports person, but I don't know that it's in the sacrifice. I think it's in the joy. I think it would be so fascinating to pick a few professional athletes, a few college athletes, a few high school athletes and say, okay, when you had a great game, how were you feeling going into that game? How were you, What was your mindset? 
And I really, when you look at ultimate success, like if you want to be your best self, for me, if I want to be my best self, whether it's talking to you or whether it's showing up as my best self as a mother or as a wife or as a friend, I truly feel if I can arrive at that moment feeling joyful and feeling having excitement that permeates, and then I can be my best self. But if I am tired and I'm feeling beaten down and overwhelmed, I'm not going to be my best self. So I think for me, like you talk about, there's so many, you know, sports psychologists that are very focused on your performance. So colleges will hire sports psychologists that are focused on, okay, I want, we need our athletes to perform. However, if you took a step back and got a little bit into the deeper of, okay, what makes you step on that field or step on that court? What makes you feel awesome stepping on and and starting that game. Yeah, those- the why, like getting- why? A- I wrote down, I literally wrote down, what's your why? I wrote that down because I was going to say, what's your why? <laughs> what is your why? I think about that all the time is if you can get to your why, then you can replicate that. So you can walk into the locker room, you know your why, and then you're like, I am going to go out there And I don't know if I can say this, but like, I'm going to go out there and kick ass today because I know that I have the ability, I have the mindset, and I am in the present moment to go out and kick ass. And I'm not going to let my last game where I didn't play well or my shot or whatever it may be. And I talk about that often. You know, you look at, you know, the, you look at athletes, professional athletes that shoot and in the first half they miss many of their shots or they throw interceptions or whatever it may be. And then they come out after halftime and they're amazing and they're awesome. And it's like, I want to get into their heads and know how did you get from being pretty awful in the first half Mm -hmm. to fire in the second half? So what's your why? What allowed you to get there? Let's talk about the work that you're doing now, so you're work. You've been working. You've been coaching for over 15 years. Is that right? With high, high school and middle school. Yes, I coached women's lacrosse. Uh, I coached at the high school and middle school level, and I absolutely loved it. But I actually realized once again it wasn't the wins and the losses. It was empowering athletes to be able to find out who they are and to empower them to be their best selves in the ups and downs. And so I feel very fortunate. I got connected with a group that started a company called Endure, and we are working together. It is an app on your phone that we are uh, sharing with colleges uh, for student athletes. And so I feel that, as I've said this before, you know, I'm so, so pleased that colleges are talking about mental health, but now we need to give them the choice. Within the app, it gives you a peer-to-peer connection, so a community, so that you can feel supported, so you're 
once again, building your sense of belonging. And I also come back to the no, like allowing people to know that what you are feeling, others are feeling as well. So uh, giving resources and education, whether it's articles, whether it's podcasts, whether it's you know an interview, as I said, the Kevin Love interview, I mean, that really resonated because I haven't experienced a panic attack, thank goodness. So to be able to help somebody that's going through it, I, I, I can't put myself in that place. So really allowing athletes to, to learn and to realize what they are experiencing, they're not alone. The other thing that we are offering, we did a lot of research talking to a lot of athletes and asked them, you know, what services are on your campus? And they don't know. So within this app, each college will have a customized site with all of their resources so that they can go there and get the information they need on their campus so that they can find the support they need. We're going to be adding a nutritionist because I believe so, so strongly in the importance of the mind-body connection and helping with nutrition and hydration and how that will impact their overall well-being. I'm also just curious as a human being, right? As Daphne Faldi, the, the person, not just like like the front and the, what you do and like the impact you're having, like how did you, how did this background specifically in anthropology get you, like what was a stepping stone there? In high school, I took a, a human physiology class and I loved learning about my body and how it's all so interconnected. And when I got to college, the ironic part was my junior year after the loss of my friend, I became lactose intolerant all of a sudden. And I was so sick and I went to the doctors and they were like, oh, it's stress. And I was like, I'm not stressed. I'm not stressed. It's not stress. Uh, I'm fine. And I just thought, it was like, it, I just moved on. Like I didn't go any deeper into the fact that all of a sudden after what I had just gone through, I don't know why I didn't connect the lines, the dots, but I didn't. And as soon as I graduated from college, I've never been lactose intolerant again. Get out. <laughs> 100%. I literally never again. So for me, the human body is amazing. Absolutely amazing. And so anthropology, I loved learning about where we came from as humans and the physiology piece of how it impacts you in terms of your body's movement. The physical and body. Exactly. And so the more I learn, which I love learning more and more, it is so connected, the mind, the body, the sleep, the everything that I just want to continue to help to educate everyone and yes, college, but if I can help younger, older, anybody learn about the importance of hydration and sleep and nutrition and overall happiness, you don't have to be happy every day, right? but, but you need the tools yeah. and the people in your life to help you get through those harder times. And so now I want to take this to the next level and be able to help so many more people because I think what we're asking 
of college athletes right now is completely overwhelming and I'm not sure it's sustainable. And so I want us to be very clear. I think about it with my own children, you know, the to-do list of things that they need to do in a day. And I'm very cognizant of not overwhelming them. You know, baby steps. Let's get one thing done and then the next thing done. And I think in general, what we need to do for college athletes is give them the tools. I love the word mental conditioning, like giving them the tools to help them in terms of prioritizing time, nutrition, what is expected of them. Because it is, you know, they, many people wake up on Monday morning, their bodies are sore and tired from playing over the weekend, playing their athletic event over the weekend. And now they have all, they have to show up at class and be present. That's hard. That's really, really hard. So let's give them some tools to help them and strategies to help them move through their week so that they can feel proud of what they've accomplished and be able to say, okay, I failed that test, but I know what I need to do. I'm going to go advocate for myself to meet with that teacher. Or I broke up with my significant other. I am at a low. How amazing if they could show up and say to their coach, I'm not my best today. I'm just letting you know, I'm going to show up. I'm going to do all that I can, but I'm not 100% today. And if we could accept that that's okay, think about the pressure we will have taken off of these kids. If you are accepted and encouraged as a whole person, you're going to give your best. You're going to perform at your best. You're going to be awesome because you are embraced as a whole person. And so we need to open up, as you said, and be less critical and be more accepting. We're all human. We're all going to have them, but let's be accepting and rise and bring each other up instead of making you feel pretty shitty for having a bad day. Or just like not even acknowledging it, you know? Like I think that like, like sometimes it's not even about being made to feel shitty. Like it's about like the fact that we don't even talk about it. It's not even a thing. It's not even on the table. It's a very good point. You know, I think that this is, this is a valuable conversation that a lot of people can benefit from hearing. So I want to thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your vulnerability. Thank you for sharing, you know, the hardships that you've been through in your life as a family and your journey is beautiful and, and it's inspiring. I can't thank you enough because I feel very inspired by you and I hope that we can have a part two because I think there is so much to talk about. Uh, but as I say all the time, if the work I'm doing can help one person. Absolutely then my cup is full. I love that. This podcast was brought to you by Sana Skin Studio. Be sure to use my code, the no glow for $25 off of your first facial at Sana when booking via sanaskinstudio.com. More than a skin studio, Sana is a movement towards healthier skin and self-love. Thank you so much for listening to The Know. If you loved this episode, go ahead and share it with a friend. Words are so powerful and someone may need to hear what we covered today. 
And if you really loved this episode, please take a moment to rate the show and leave a review. Your comments are so important and valued, and they give other listeners insight on what to expect on The Know. You can connect with me personally via Instagram at Nikki Sap Spo and The Know with Nikki Spo. My hope for you today is that you are fearless in looking inward so that you can be your highest, most authentic self and go after the life of your dreams.